everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with the one and only Mrs. Gigi Hornberger. Hello, Emma. Gigi, it is good to have you back. You were here, I think, for Philippians somewhere yes, in there. Is I that was right? Philippians 4. Philippians 4. You're back, and we are asking the question what do I do when I'm stuck? I'm studying the Bible, and I just am not sure if I'm understanding what I'm reading. What do I do? That's a really good question and a common question. And um, I was thinking the other day, my husband, he's a he likes to save money. <laughs> and every day he tosses his daily change into one of those great big Coke bottle banks to save it. Oh, yeah. And we recently took one of those Coke bottles to the bank, and it turned out that he had collected over $2,000. In change. In change. Wow. For me, that was just a tangible reminder that small deposits over time add up to great value. And so in the same way, those small daily deposits of regular time in God's Word will add up to great value. And we know that from Psalm 19. Um, God's Word has the power to refresh us and to make us wise and to bring joy and warning. And in reading the, the, the Bible, there is great reward. Because small deposits over time add up to great value. We will see progress. But there, like you said, there are times that we will read a passage and we have no idea what it's talking about. It's confusing or it makes no sense or, frankly, it's just weird. There are some weird things in Scripture. So today, let's talk through some big picture ideas that can help us make this big book, help it make sense to us when we don't really first initially know what it's talking about. So the yeah. first thing I want to say. First thing. When when you don't understand the Bible is don't give up. Persevere. The Bible is the very Word of God. It's our greatest authority. It's our instruction manual for living. It's 66 books telling one true story of who God is, who we are, God's plan to rescue us through Jesus, and then ultimately make all things new through Him. And so it's worth the investment. Don't give up. Read it and reread it, and that will help you understand a little bit more. But the key is to know that you aren't alone. If you've trusted Christ's work on your behalf, His Word is knowable and can be understood even by the most simple person. We have the Holy Spirit that's been given to us to enlighten us. He turns the light on when we're confused by His Word. Next, we want to do a little homework. We want to make a plan and figure out the context of the book that we're going to study. Making a plan involves picking out a book. We want to study it in an organized way, not just pulling a daily random verse out of all over Scripture, but really study entire books at a time and complete a book in context. And figuring out the context, we don't want to take those phrases or verses out of context of the whole book because that book is written for us, but it's not written to us. It is telling a story that's written to a particular audience for a particular purpose. And we need to figure out who that passage was originally written to and the meaning behind it. And then we can figure out what it means to us. So one quick and helpful way 
to get some context and some background understanding before we dive into a book is to watch the Bible Project video. They have a video of every book of the Bible. You could just go to BibleProject.com and get an idea ahead of time of what you're going to read before you read it. And they'll give you like a five or 10 minute overview. So it's helpful to do a little homework, make a plan, get the context, and then dive in. And as you dive in, you want to make sure you're asking the right questions. And so in order to figure out how it was originally intended to be read, we have to think about the genre. Okay, so today we read different genres of literature in different ways. We don't read a fiction love story in the same way we read a math book. Different genres are read differently. And so in order to read them appropriately, we can ask ourselves different kinds of questions um, depending on what we're reading. So if you're reading a narrative, which is one of the stories in Scripture, maybe one of the historical books in the Old Testament or in the Gospels, you could use a method called the three-question method. And that's just looking chapter to chapter, asking yourself these three questions each chapter and jotting down some notes. So the first question, what does it say? Second question, what does it mean? Third question, what does it mean to my life? So when you're looking at the first question, what does it say? That's just looking at the content, the who, what, when, where, the details. And so some chapters get confusing, and you could even just look at paragraphs. Look at each paragraph and jot down two or three words to summarize. As you do, that helps you pay attention to this and follow the story and figure out what does it say. So that's the content. And then the second question is, what does it mean? Meaning, what is the truth that I learned from this passage? Is there a truth about God, a truth about man, a truth about sin? Is there some sort of a universal truth, something that's true for all people of all time that I can glean from this passage? And then once I have that, I can move to the third question that says, what does it mean to my life? So you think about that truth. How am I going to apply that truth to my current situation and ask, we got to ask ourselves some questions like, in what situation is it hard for me to believe this truth about God? Or how have I been tempted to fall into that sin this week? So I'm really, really asking ourselves some questions that demand thought, not just a yes or no question, but really specific questions about how this truth applies to my life. So that's a three-question method that's really good on a narrative. But if you're looking, um, say, at poetry, if you're looking at the Psalms, you could look for attributes of God and just walk through the Psalms and think, what are some character traits of God that I see in this passage? What are attributes? And that, looking at passages of Scripture in that way, helps us develop an understanding of who God is. So we can make a list of those character traits, but we want to make sure that we don't just stop there. We don't want to just become a smarter sinner, but we want to really ask ourselves, in what current situation am I having a hard time trusting God? as my refuge, as my shepherd, as my stronghold. Whatever it is we're learning about in that passage of the Psalms, you can ask yourself, how do I trust God more in that way as I see His attributes? 
And then we can go on and pray these attributes back to God, praising Him for who He is. It's good. And keeping a record of those things, just keep a list, maybe even in the back of your Bible in one of those blank pages. Just remind yourself, He is my refuge. He is a stronghold. He is my shepherd. And just list those out so you can flip back to those periodically. And then in the midst of the storms of life, we could be reminded of who He is, and that will help us to lift our eyes above whatever our current struggle might be. So that's in poetry. If Then if you're in uh, the epistles, the epistles are a fancy word for the letters that are written to teach the New Testament churches how to live more like a follower of Jesus. Um, there's a method called the SPECT method, S P. E-C-T, because we want to inspect a passage in God's Word for S, sins to avoid, P, promises to claim, E, examples to follow or not to follow, C, commands to obey, and T, truth. What's that universal truth about God or man or sin that we can remember? So inspecting God's Word in this way really helps you to focus on the details of a passage and ask yourself what you can take away and apply to your life. And so as you answer these questions, think about in your situation today, what do you need to avoid? What sins do you need to avoid? Or what promises you need to cl- do you need to claim? Or is there something that you need to do or a truth to remember? So that's the SPECT method. Those are three methods that kind of have questions to ask yourself as you study. Um, But then after praying and wrestling and asking yourself those questions and you're still hit with with sections of Scripture that you don't understand, you got to be sure that you're letting Scripture interpret Scripture. So remember, Scripture won't contradict itself. You can compare your passage to the other passages that you've studied previously and let what is clear help you interpret what's confusing. So you can remember what you've learned about God through other passages and know that God's character is consistent throughout Scripture. And then another little tip is to study in the context of community. You can come to Women's Bible Study, go to Men's Summit, go to Bible Study, and engage. You can engage with the Join the Journey community and study alongside others. It's really helpful to interact and wrestle with these passages in the context of community. If you have questions that you still are wondering about, you can always email the equipping team and get some lists of commentaries or um Get some helpful understanding from scholars that have studied for this, these passages for years and years. And so when you don't understand what you're reading, don't get stuck. Keep going. Trust the Holy Spirit to teach you what He wants to. And just keep looking for ways to get to know God more deeply as we study the Word of God and get to know the God of the Word, our lives will be changed because small deposits over time add up to great value. And knowing God through the study of His Word when storms come in life and the culture is going off the rails or tragedy strikes, we can be steadfast and confident because we'll be standing on the sure, strong foundation of God's Word. Small deposits over time 
add up to great value. And the wrestling is worth it. That's right. Gigi, thank you so much for being here and for sharing that with us. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.